So I realized that I put the garbage out on the wrong day. And uh, I even got called Butler Disposal. Those are my uh, those are my garbage guys. And I'm like, hey, is something wrong with the truck, right? And that kind of thing. And uh, no, we have some subs. They might be going, you know, a different route, and that kind of thing. And I was thinking, all right, you know, I'm used to them picking it up by 9 or 10. It's like noon. The trash is still in the front. What is going on, right? And then I realized, oh, it's Friday. <laughs> My garbage gets picked up on Thursday, right? It was just a mistake, a silly mistake. And it'll be fine because we'll get our garbage picked up next week. Now, why the heck am I telling you this story about garbage? Well, a Danny from years ago, right? I would have beaten myself up for making just a simple mistake, you know? Um, I thought last night was Wednesday, so I put out the garbage, and I expected my garbage to be picked up on Thursday morning, like it always is. And then I looked at actually my Mac here as I was doing a little bit of work today, and it says Friday. <laughs> it's not Thursday. It's Friday. Yesterday wasn't Wednesday. It was Thursday. And so it was just an honest mistake. This is a key story when it comes to mindset for a simple reason. Danny of old, of ages ago, would have beat himself up for doing this, for making a simple mistake. Some things I might have said, right? Oh, I'm so stupid. Or how could I have done that? You know, we all have the imposter syndrome. We all do things. We say things that are not kind to ourselves. And since today we're talking about confidence, I've made a commitment in the last year to just not beat myself up with my thoughts or my words. And so if I see or hear and catch myself doing it, I eliminate it immediately. Like immediately I have to stop. That is just one very, very easy way to boost your confidence. So that's what we're talking about today. And another honest, uh, honest mistake that I made um, this week I was supposed to teach this live on Wednesday night. Well, since I've been off and enjoying, you know, time with family and all this kind of stuff, I've had no sense of time, really, really poor sense of time. And I showed up Thursday night to teach this training, which I'm now streaming live and turning into a podcast. Basically, I missed that by a day too, right? So, oops, you know, these kind of things happen. And so I'm really excited to share this with you. It's not, I, I love doing this in a live sort of, uh, you know, setting or environment because I love, you know, the feedback and to help people get unstuck on the moment. So if you're watching this streamed live, please, I encourage you to put questions, comments in there. I should be able to see them. Uh, and if you're listening, when this gets turned into a podcast, then just shoot me an email, daniel at betterleadersbetterschools.com. Or I give out my number too, right? 312-788-7595. You could call or text. I will pick up and I will help you get better. Why is that? Two reasons. One, we believe that better leaders, better schools, when you get better, everybody wins, right? That's the guiding idea that leads all the work that we do. And then our mission is to connect, grow, and mentor every school leader who wants to level up, right? So I can't be here saying I'm accessible. I'm here to help. Or I can't do these trainings if I'm not really about the work. But you know me. I am who I am. I show up this way at a workshop, on a live stream, in the mastermind coaching. This is just who I am. And I am living out what I am about. So we're going to talk today three practical tips to strengthen your mindset. And I am excited to get started uh, with us. 
I think I'll just share my slides here to make this um, a little bit easier for all of us. So when it comes to the mindset, right, you know me, Danny, okay, uh, if, if you're new to me, just really quick, I founded Better Leaders, Better Schools in 2015. Um, that was like an incredible experience. And it was because of my own pain point of wanting to grow as a school leader. And so I founded this organization, right? We've had an incredible podcast, and I'll get to that in a second. Uh, I consider myself an unorthodox leadership coach, and I love to say, why follow the rules, right, if you can make them up? So that's really important as a ruckus maker to think about right now is to understand that you have a lot of uh, uh, agency and a lot of autonomy. You have a lot of power, and sometimes school leaders forget that. So I, I talked a little bit about the podcast. Literally, this podcast has changed my life. Um, we're at 1.9 million downloads now, so just so close to 2 million, which is really cool. And this this show has changed everything for me. Uh, the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast. If you don't subscribe, subscribe, right? Uh, this show is the only show in school leadership that ranks in the top 0.5%. You see that? That's a global rank. That's every podcast, every podcast that's out there in the world, any industry, any niche, right? So it's made a big impact. And my latest book, Mastermind, Unlocking Talent Within Every School Leader, it's become a bestseller. Uh, sold a couple of books yesterday too, which was pretty cool. But anyways, that was published by Corwin and the School Superintendents Association. Now, AASA, you know, co-publishing this book is a professional milestone for me because how we show up and serve school leaders in the structure of a mastermind is really important because it's founded uh, on something I call the ABCs of Powerful Professional Development. That's actually a trademark proprietary process of how we intentionally integrate authenticity, belonging, and challenge into the environment. And really, it's transforming PD uh, for school leaders. And so check out the book. You can see what we do. But it's also a model that you can incorporate into your own school and do with your teachers, do with your your colleagues in administration. So that's all I'm going to say about the book. Um, some other professional milestones, and I just want you to know a little bit about me here. Uh, I'm, I'm working with the Delaware Department of Education, and we built out a first-year principal pipeline program, which is a, another professional milestone that I'm super proud of. And then, Doc, you've been, uh, you've been watching this stream live. I'm not sure if you're still here, but I am so proud of Chris. Like, he is an, an amazing ruckus maker, super, super amazing. And him, as well as many different leaders that have been a part of the mastermind, they've become principal of the year. And it's just my honor to be able to serve them. And the point of showing you this certificate and talking about Doc, who is still here. So thank you, uh, Chris, for watching. Um, we work with just amazing school leaders, right? So if you are great, we can help you be even greater, right? That's the whole point. So, Doc, you're awesome. Thank you for just showing up and being so amazing. Uh, a crazy stat, 100% of our members agree that the mastermind is an essential part of how they uh, grow themselves uh, in terms of professional development and leadership. And so that's really important to know. The mastermind totally works. And I love showing this slide because uh, back in the day in 2015, I had never spent this much money on myself in terms of personal development. And so for those of you on the podcast, I'm showing you an invoice of 
when I paid $1,358 to learn how to podcast. That was so scary for me at the time. But what I've learned is as I've invested in myself more and more, the results I've been able to create and the success I've been able to experience has scaled in tandem with that desire and uh, just taking action, investing in myself. And back in the day, like one of the hardest things when it's joining, like let's say the mastermind, or I have a program starting up called the Principal Success Path, or maybe you're watching this stream live, right? When I started Better Leaders, Better Schools, I did everything on the weekends and at night, outside of school hours, because you have to make the time for it, right? And so that's just kind of like a question for you. Are you willing to do what it takes to put in the time outside of school hours to become an even better leader? Uh, and now these days, I spend a lot more on myself. So I'm showing the slide for podcast listeners, but my current coach, you know, he's not cheap. It was $15,000 to hire him. And I think that was for like eight months or something like that. It's pretty crazy. But again, the more I've invested in myself, the more success I've experienced. Uh, I love getting emails. And this is sort of a side little teaching here, but it does help with confidence, actually. It's very relevant. When you get a good email or a good text, right, I want you to save it in a folder called the Jar of Awesome. And I've talked about this. I've taught it before. But I was able to pull this out quickly from Lizzie because she was just saying, hey, thank you for teaching, you know, during the challenge you did. Um, and essentially, uh, you taught really practical stuff. But what's even more valuable is the mindset shift, right? And so that's pretty cool. But the meta teaching is if you save this in a folder called the Jar of Awesome, that's one way to be a more confident leader because you have positive feedback showing the results you create that you can draw upon time after time, especially when you're having a hard day. So you need stuff like this, right? Um, so what is a mindset shift you might learn today? That's something I want you to think about as I'm doing this teaching on confidence. Uh, again, everything we do at Better Leaders, Better Schools is guided by this idea, which is when you get better, everybody wins. And this is a two-way street. I love to include this slide in all my uh, teachings, but basically I have really put in a lot of work into today's training. And although we're streaming this live and doing the podcast, you know how to find me. So put stuff in the comments or reach out to me if I can be of greater help. And I would also encourage you at this time too, to remove all obstacles, remove all distractions, right? If you're going to be with me on this training, be fully here and do the work, right? If you're listening to the podcast, pause it at times to actually do the activities that I share, okay? So let's get to it. What we're going to learn today, we're talking about confidence, three practical tips to strengthen your mindset. And we're going to talk about learning from failure, the importance of remembering the fundamentals, and the third thing, I'm going to teach you an idea called conducting an input audit. And so for you, if you've ever experienced doubt or lack of confidence, you're going to love today's training. If you have ever <laughs> experienced insanity, right, doing the same thing over and over again and, you know, hoping for a different result, you're going to love today's training. And then if you have ever experienced, I hope this isn't you but experience like a just a negative toxic culture, right? At work. And you're thinking, what the heck is going on here? This is a good training for you. Benefits of today's training is increased confidence, 
to hopefully stop uh, making the same kind of mistakes that we've made in the past. And then what I would call raising the floor, which means, you know, a lot of times we want to improve where we're already doing really well, which is one approach. But what if we just committed to raising the average, the average of our worst performance, raising the floor? If we committed to never making those worst mistakes ever again, like talking terrible to yourself or something like that, it gives you an amazing boost because you've uh, raised the average of your worst performance, right? Um, Something to think about, and you can put this in the comments if you're watching live, but what do you need from today's training to make it be a five out of five star experience, okay? And so let's begin. Let's talk about number one, learning from failure. So some questions. What is your default response when it comes to facing obstacles, challenges, and failure? Another question. How do you think the world's top performers relate to failure and challenges? And a key part of that question too is, guess what? They still fail and they still have challenges. It might look easy, right? When Serena plays tennis or LeBron is playing basketball, but they put an incredible amount of work and they still have hardship. They still have the imposter syndrome and all the stuff. The thing is, is they have systems, right? They have tools like I'm teaching today to help them get out of any stinking thinking and to make sure that they have a really uh, winning and successful mindset. Last question, can you learn to relate to failure and challenges just like the best in the, in the world, right? And so that's the thing is they, they've learned it, you can learn it too, right? At the end of the day, mindset's everything, 100% of everything. I would even argue mindset might be the only thing, right? If you don't have a strong mindset, how are you going to accomplish anything of massive value in your life? So here, this is a guy named Dan Sullivan. And for podcast listeners, right, you can't see his picture. He runs a company called uh, Strategic Coach. I really love the stuff that they put out. So Dan had a very bad day. And on the same day, can you imagine this? He went bankrupt and was divorced on the same day. And obviously, this was like a low point for Dan's life. And he said, you know what? I never, ever want to experience this again. And so he created an activity called No Wasted Experience. And I want you to um, do this experience now, right? And so something I want you to think about, it's three parts. If you agree, and this will build your confidence, think about a time that you've experienced a massive failure. So you're going to describe that failure in great detail. That's step one. Step two, you're going to identify five positives that have happened as a result. So even when you make a mistake, right, identify five positives that happened. How did you grow? What is a new insight? What have you learned? And then the last part of the no wasted experience activity is to identify five things in your control so that it never, ever happens again, right? So that's how you do the no wasted experience. And if you're watching live, feel free to take a screenshot, right, of this slide. And if you're listening on the podcast, I would challenge you to hit pause and actually start doing this activity. Okay. So believe me, I've done this a number of times. I, I've, I've made mistakes in my relationship. 
Uh, I've made mistakes in work, right? So personal and professional. And I can tell you, every time I've then journaled about that mistake in the no wasted experience format. So I didn't hold back any punches. I described the failure in great detail. I identified what I learned in the five positives. And then I thought about what's in my control so it never happened again. I've been able to, so far, knock on wood, I've been able to avoid those same type of mistakes, okay? So this is a really good one. That's all I really want to say about the no wasted experience. Um, Actually, I think the only thing I would add to this is having a trusted group that you could unpack, you know, these failures with, like the mastermind, like the principal success path or the live event that I'm doing in Denver, to be with colleagues and to hear how they're also dealing with challenges in school leadership and learning from their mistakes and how they've bounced back from these type of things, that is worth its weight in gold for sure, okay? And so that is all I'm going to say about learning from failure. And now we're going to move on to remembering the fundamentals. Fundamentals are an important part of mindset and confidence, okay? And when it comes to this kind of stuff, um, you got to just, you got to think about, are you doing really the, just the most basic things to optimize your performance, right? So I want to share with you what I think is the saddest school leadership post I've ever seen on Facebook. And I'm going to, I'm going to describe this in detail for those that are listening on the podcast. So this is a post in a very popular principles group. And basically it says, it just has three words, a principles lunch, right? And then there's a picture. And in the picture is a Capri Sun. There's, uh, it looks like some kind of, I don't know, fake type of meat <laughs> thing. Uh, so some type of meat stick, that's what we'll call it. Um, and then there's some like cheese and crackers, right? Like and not, not nice cheese and crackers that you would get, you know, at the store type of thing. But, you know, really processed stuff, right? Actually, <laughs> when I look at the cheese and crackers, it doesn't even say the word cheese because they know they can't use that word because it's totally 100% fake, right? The point and the reason why this is the saddest post on Facebook is because that is not lunch. Food is fuel and you only have one body, right? Like there's great advances in science. Of course, there's all sorts of things we can do to keep ourselves healthy. But the food we put in our body equals energy and fuel. And if you want to optimize your leadership and performance, you need to eat high quality stuff. You need to eat, period, right? And there's a lot of, uh, lot of folks that skip, skip meals. Um, and then in response, because to this post, right, there were 73 comments and 169 reactions. So a lot of people had something to say. Some of the things that I pulled out for today's training Somebody, these are all principles, right? They're saying facts. They're saying lunch, what's that? One principal said, that's great. I had a small bag of Lay's at 5.30 p.m. as my first food of the day. That's terrible, right? This person, here's a principal who said, that's Thanksgiving, right? She's referring to, again, Capri Sun, a meat stick, and two cheese and crackers, right? Processed ones. That is not Thanksgiving, she says, I usually have a baby bottle of water and 10 grapes. I don't know if that's for the day or what. And then uh, finally, this last uh, principal said, I lived on Skittles and goldfish cracker crackers when I was in the admin. Okay. 
this is not to blame, shame, or anything like that with principles. But to pause here to say, number one, you are worth it. Number two, if what I believe at BLBS is true, that when you get better, everybody wins. If you're not pausing to replenish your energy and fill yourself with high quality food, like you're just not being a great leader. You know, there's no way. And think of any leader you admire. Okay. Let's just use, I love using Tim Cook at Apple. What would be hilarious is if he wrote me and said, Danny, that's actually not true. But I just believe that he eats lunch every day, right? Unless he's doing some kind of intermittent fasting or whatever. But take any top performing company and ask the CEO if they eat lunch. Actually, like that's, that's a little homework assignment, right? But think about it. You need the fuel, okay? I think you get what I'm saying. So some questions. Are you fueling your body with high-quality food each day, right? How many hours of sleep do you get each night? And here, you know, is a, a picture of an article that I pulled off the internet called How Much Is Bad Sleep Hurting Your Career? And I can tell you that less sleep is correlated with poor performance, Uh, There's a neuroscientist and sleep expert named Matthew Walker. He found that 10 days of six hours of sleep. So I'm not talking about two hours, four or five. 10 days of six hours of sleep a night was all it took to become as impaired in performance as going without sleep for 24 hours straight. So two weeks, six hours of sleep is basically like pulling an all-nighter and not having sleep for 24 hours. In addition to underperformance, a lack of sleep has been scientifically linked to depression, lower emotional intelligence, lower alertness, poor ability to reason, worse communication, difficulty remembering, higher weight gain, negative impact on glucose levels, which leads to prediabetes, and increased stress hormones, which lead to wrinkles, right? And so here's the thing. You need to sleep. We're talking about the fundamentals here, right? One to five. If you rated your movement each day, one is terrible, five is you're an Olympic athlete. How would you rate your movement each day? This is another fundamental. According to the Mayo Clinic, and you know that they are an authority on all things health, There are a range of benefits when a leader regularly does a brisk walk. So you don't even have to do half marathons, marathons. You don't have to lift weights, you know, for hours in the gym. All these things can be good, right? And everything for sure in moderation. You need rest and recuperation days too. But even just committing to walking, there's a ton of benefits like maintaining a healthy weight and losing body fat. You can prevent or manage various conditions, including heart disease, stroke, high blood pressure, cancer, and type 2 diabetes. You can improve cardiovascular fitness. You can strengthen your bones and muscles, improve muscular endurance, increase energy levels, improve mood, cognition, memory, and sleep, improve your balance and coordination, strengthen your immune system, and reduce stress and tension. And that's just by committing to walking, right? A brisk walk, doing a mile or two, Every single day, right? You can do that. It's a fundamental. Uh, Here's another one. Do you meditate each day, right? Meditation is really important. Uh, Back in the day, one of the first books we read in the Mastermind was called Search Inside Yourself by Chade Ming Tan, who was one of the original Google employees 
an engineer. And then he started teaching what became one of the most popular courses on the Google campus, which was a, a mindfulness and meditation training. So what he's saying here is the more we are able to create space between stimulus, the thing that happens, and reaction, right, how we choose to respond, the more control we will have over our emotional lives, right? So meditation is a great way to increase that space between stimulus and reaction. The psychologist Jonathan Haidt, I love sharing his quote, that the emotional tail wags the rational dog, meaning our emotions control almost everything we do. And the greatest way to get more control over yourself is to learn to pause, to learn to meditate and be mindful. And so that is a fundamental. And the last piece is, are you able to unplug from work and social media, right? Uh, Staying constantly connected is a very bad thing. And we all have 168 hours, right? I love my devices. You know, I'm streaming on an iMac. I'm connecting it to my slides, which is on a MacBook Air. I'm looking at my phone for notes, which is my iPhone. I love technology. The fact is we all have 168 hours in, in the week. And if you're connected to work, what the Center for Creative Leadership found is that the average executive, so principal, you are an executive, the average executive was connected to work 72 hours a week, right? So that leaves you 96 hours left. If you agree on this fundamental teaching that I'm doing right here in terms of building our confidence, if you agree that six hours of sleep is not enough and that you need seven or eight hours, let's just say you do seven hours each night, right? So seven days, excuse me, let's, let's say eight hours a night. So seven times eight, that's 56 hours of sleep, right? Through the week. So 92 minus 56, or excuse me, 96 minus 56 is 40 hours. Now we only have 40 hours for everything else. And that everything else is, right, time with family, time with friends, leisure activities, investing in professional development opportunities, staying in shape, all this kind of stuff. Also, things that we don't, don't want to do but still need to do, right? Like house upkeep, uh, anything with your kids, paying the bills, whatever you would call like adulting activities, okay? So my point is that if you're constantly plugged in like these average executives, 72 hours a week, you're really limiting the amount of time for all the other stuff, okay? And there's a great cost to that, like chronic health conditions, uh, stuff like diabetes, uh, premature, you know, aging, uh, heart disease, depression, weight gain, and on and on, okay? So you want to focus on the fundamentals. Uh, this is a tool that we use in the mastermind, and I just want to share it with you here. Um, you don't have access to the, the PDF, but for viewers and podcast listeners, it's called the Ruckus Maker Mindset Tool. Shout out to Ron Reich, who's uh, one of my coaches. Um, this was inspired by his work. But these are the fundamentals, right? Eating, sleeping, moving, meditating, unplugging, okay? And I just did a riff and gave some stats and asked some questions about those things. But what the tool has you do is two things. And so for viewers, screenshot this. For podcast listeners, in a second, hit pause and, and do the work, okay? So for each area, eating, sleeping, moving, meditating, unplugging, I want you to do three things. I want you, number one, to rate where you are now, right? And one through five. One is poor, five is amazing, okay? So rate where you currently are. 
Number two, rate where you want to be in 90 days. Okay, so in three months, where do you want to be in one through five? So if you're at a two for eating and you're skipping lunches and you're eating the meat sticks and the cheese and crackers and Capri Suns, like our friend on Facebook, then maybe you want to start having, you know, uh, some good salads, protein, blah, 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 blah. And you want to get to like a four or five. The last step, step three, is just what are what's basically the next easiest step to help you make the jump, right? To move from where you are now to where you are next, okay? And the last thing I want to say in terms of the Ruckus Maker Mindset Tool, I never would have known this unless I taught this live in Colorado. So shout out to Adam's 12 District that's brought me out a couple of times to work with their leaders. Um, the first time I was out there, I learned from an AP that she was actually a five for moving. She actually cared too much about exercise and she opened up and it was a really vulnerable moment, but she was saying it, it actually interferes with time with family. So what could I do to actually release some of that and be a, a little less obsessive about fitness, which is, so you can, you could totally ignore it, but then there's a time where you could obsess, right? And it becomes your life at the cost of other stuff. So there's a balance there, you know? And so that was really interesting. We got to do a hot seat and help her out. But I, I shared that case study story because um, it's not always about improving every area. You actually might want to decrease from time to time, uh, you know, how you're doing on that stuff, okay? So maybe you needed to hear that today in terms of the fundamentals. Uh, and that's a really important part. So eating, sleeping, moving, meditating, unplugging. And that's all I have to say about that, which brings us to the last part of three practical tips to strengthen your mindset. We've talked about learning from failure and the no-wasted experience, remembering the fundamentals. So now let's do an input audit. And this is easy. So do you think everybody's opinion matters, right? That's sort of a rhetorical question, but you may be behaving in a way where you actually consider everybody's opinion um, and think that it matters when it doesn't. Everybody's opinion does not matter. Here's another question to think about. How long do you hold on to negative feedback, right? Do you carry it with you for minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, years, right? And when maybe you might not give up some, there was somebody, to be quite honest, without giving you a story, there was somebody who really screwed me over this year. And I was just super upset about this. Uh, and everybody I've shared, like all the facts, even the stuff that I screwed up, right? They're like, oh yeah, that is not the way to handle the situation. Well, I moved on. I took care of it. I dealt with it in a way that, that had integrity. But sometimes every now and then, the mind has a funny way of bringing back things that are unhelpful to think about. And I think about that experience from this year and I have a choice. Do I dwell on it? Do I think about how I was screwed over? Do I sit and stew in the negative emotions? Or do I say, you know what? I've already handled this. And I've learned from this experience. Remember what I learned? No waste experience. You know, I could look back on that. What's in my control so it never happens again. And I release it, right? It's not helpful to already dwell on something that's been dealt with. So how long do you hold on to negative feedback? And would you like a process for releasing feedback that stings? And so in another training that I did, uh, I think that was last week, 
I love to talk about Earl Nightingale and uh, his work with The Strangest Secret, which is we become what we think about, right? So when it comes to mindset, when it comes to inputs uh, and what we allow into our mind, we become what we think about, right? I've shared the Jim Rohn quote that we're the average of the five people we spend the most time with. So inputs matter, right? The media, our friends, our family, everybody that's around us, the things we think about and consume, it impacts who we are and who we become. So in terms of the input audit, I want you to first make a T-chart, right? So think about everything that is um, that you consume, right? So think about media, this video, podcasts, books you read, news you choose to watch uh, or read. So everything that you consume, right? Think also about the people in your life. Could be friends, could be family, could be colleagues. Think also about the events, okay, that are a part of your life and the things you have to do and tasks. So that's going to go on one side of the column, um, which is just listing all the inputs. Then I want you to identify in the second part of the column, is it a net positive or negative, uh, I guess, not consequence, but um, is it a net positive or negative result that you get with the media, with the person, with the event, right? So at this point, you've got a T-chart. On the left side, you've written all the things that are inputs into your life, in your mind, your brain. And on the right side of the chart, is it positive on average or negative? I know there's nuance sometimes, right? Uh, my relationship with my wife is 99% of the time awesome. And then sometimes we have disagreements, right? So overall, positive. So think about it like that. And then the last part of the input audit is applying the 80-20 rule. I taught this during the Maximize Your Margin Challenge. Uh, it's also called the Pareto's Principle. But essentially, 20% of the things happening in your life are creating 80% of the results. So that means if you want more positive stuff and you want to reduce the negative in your life, Look at the high flyers, right? So applying the Pareto principle, applying the 80-20 rule, look at your inputs, okay? The things you consume, the people around you, the events you participate in. Which ones are creating the most positive, right? Which ones are creating the most negative? And don't get hung up. Don't literally like add up all the things and say, okay, 20% of 10, so I got to find two. No, Find just the high flyers. It shouldn't be a majority. It should be a small amount. And the point is amplify the positives and really create and protect time for those people, uh, events, and things that you consume. And you want to decrease, diminish, or 100% eliminate the things you consume, the people, and the events that are creating the most negative. Does that, does that make sense? It should. All right. And... The whole point is you really, really got to protect your mind. It needs your help. And if you're not aware, if you're not in tune with what's going on, you're in trouble, right? So this is an easy way to uh, boost your confidence for sure. Last thing I'll say with the input audit, Brene Brown's work, uh, and she's described this thing that she calls a square squad on a one inch by one inch piece of paper, right? 
you should write down all the names of people in your life whose opinion matters to you. That's partly a joke. She's serious, but it's partly a joke. Why? Because the punchline is you can't fit a lot of names on a one inch by one inch piece of paper, even if you write really, really, really small. (laughs) So what does that teach us? Not everybody's opinion matters. And therefore, you should only really hold on to the feedback you get from people who make your square squat, right? So that was three practical things you can do to strengthen your mindset. And we covered how to learn from failure, remembering the fundamentals and conducting an input audit. We learned from Dan Sullivan in the No Wasted Experience Activity, which is a really powerful tool, right? Every time you you make a mistake, which you will do, uh, make sure you learn from it. Pause, take 30 minutes and reflect. We talked about the fundamentals, right? And I shared the ruckus maker mindset tool. So eating, sleeping, moving, meditating, and unplugging. If you do that consistently, you will have more confidence, right? Sometimes confidence can be tied to just, hey, I ate good food and I got enough sleep, right? You're going to be less confident if you're, you know, dragging around and filling your body with garbage. Like that's just a fact. And then we talked about conducting the input audit. So that was a T chart, all the other things you consume, the people, the events uh, that you interact with. Is it a net positive or negative result in your life? And we then applied the Pareto principle, the 80-20 rule, so we can amplify the good and eliminate the bad, right? So if you're watching this streamed live, I would love for you to put in the comment, like, what was your number one insight? If you're listening on the podcast, send me an email, daniel at betterleadersbetterschools.com, or send me a text, 312-788-7595. I would love to know what was your number one insight from this training. Thanks for listening to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, Ruckus Maker. If you have a question or would like to connect, my email, daniel at betterleadersbetterschools.com or hit me up on Twitter at Alien Earbud. If the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is helping you grow as a school leader, then please help us serve more ruckus makers like you. You can subscribe, leave an honest rating and review, or share on social media with your biggest takeaway from the episode. Extra credit for tagging me on Twitter at Alien Earbud and using the hashtag BLBS. Level up your leadership at betterleadersbetterschools.com and talk to you next time. Until then, class dismissed. Mm-hmm.